today I would like to talk to you about change um, and uh, not necessarily change, uh, you know, uh, coins. I'm talking about change, literally changing. And uh, uh, so, so I, I had a tough time titling the message. I uh, thought I would call it change for good, uh, which would have a double meaning. Change for, in other words, better, uh, which would be good. Or change for good, like forever. <laughs> and B.B. Uh, Hankins is Pastor Mark Hankins' dad. And, and we used to go down to his meetings. He was like a spiritual father, of course, to Pastor David and Vicki as well, as I considered him a spiritual father as well. But he said, uh, change is here to stay, is what he said. And uh, I, I really uh, believe that. But he also had a, a little plaque on his decks that said, uh, I'm flexible as long as I don't have to change. Right. Which is actually conflicting. Isn't that right? And it's a, it was a joke. Um, uh, but, but we all know that um, uh, m- many changes in our life are not um, easy. Uh, in other words, they can be somewhat painful. Um, uh, we could say that being born again wasn't necessarily painful, uh, but it was painful for someone, wasn't it? Uh, Jesus, uh, people will say, well, salvation is free. Uh, it was free to us, but it wasn't free. It, it, it had the greatest uh, payment ever made. It, it, it cost Jesus his life. Isn't that right? So redemption was the greatest purchase there ever was. And uh, so, so we, um, uh, obviously, uh, because of his uh, doing what he did, it caused us to be able to be changed spiritually. Isn't that right? So uh, those of us who have been born again, those of us who have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, we have been changed completely. In other words, uh, uh, it's, I don't know if you can even use the word change because literally you couldn't be fixed. We we couldn't uh, put a band-aid on it or give you a tune-up. You were so messed up. You were so beyond help that we had to do away with you and make a brand new you. Uh, so we see that in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man, uh, meaning any person, be in Christ, uh, that person is a new creature. The old is gone and the new has come. Uh, so, so you are a brand new species altogether. And uh, we, we hear that uh, message is such a uh, woven into the fabric of this church. Our pastor um, teaches on in Christ and, and it is tremendous. It is Paul, the center of Paul's writings. It is who you are in Christ. We know this. The greatest change in you was spiritually. Isn't that correct? It was the greatest problem. You were alienated from God, separated from God, uh, living in the futility of your mind and the darkness of this world. Uh, Satan was your father. It was bad. I mean, you can't say this is, this is as bad as it gets. But now, guess what? It is as good as it gets. You are now the righteousness of God. You can't get more righteous. You can't get more like God. You are just like him. You stand next to Jesus, you look like relatives. And you say, I see the resemblance right there. You too, man. You must be born of God. Yeah, that's right. I am. I'm born of God. I'm an offspring of God himself. His DNA is in me spiritually. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so we have that going on. Uh, but we're going to talk about change. In uh, um, Albert Einstein said this. He said, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. The measure of intelligence is the ability to change. And uh, Eric Hoffer said this, in times of change, learners will inherit the earth, while the learned 
find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. Do you know what I mean by the learned? That means those who believe they have come to the pinnacle of understanding and no longer need anything else. You can't get anything in a full cup, can you? And a lot of people are full of a lot of things. Uh, isn't that right? Yeah, and, 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 and we'll just be nice and say many are full of themselves. Isn't that right? And just leave it right there. Praise the Lord. And so, so what we need is to understand that God is, is expecting of us to change. And yes, he does love you just the way you are. And that's the truth. He loves you just the way you are. A lot of people will use that, however, uh, to, to, as an excuse not to change. Uh, but he loves you just the way you are. But he loves you too much to leave you in this condition. Do you understand? So he's not done with you. He's not finished with you. He is uh, still working on the process. Thank God he's all in the process. Amen? And we need to trust him to do that. We need to believe him for that and not become dissatisfied with, no, I'm just who I am and, and I'm not changing. And, um, you know, I don't know how many wives or husbands you've had, if that's your mindset, uh, but, but if how many in this room who's still married that you know you've had to change, you've had to make some adjustments, and you had to learn about your spouse, huh? Come on. The Bible says to dwell with each other according to knowledge. It's not exclusive to marriage, but for sure it would apply to marriage, that we're to dwell with each other according to knowledge. So every day, each day, we have to learn who you are today, and, and, and actually each week, each month, and as we grow older, I mean, first you marry somebody, and you're young, and, and you take pictures because you'll never look like that again, and, 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 and so, so, so you'll remember what you used to look like when you got married, and and so then, and then you go forward and things happen and, and uh, then you have kids, you know, and then those are implemented. How many know that kids changed you more than marriage? I mean, you're like, oh my goodness, you know, and men were like, who are these? You know, what are they doing here? You know, you, it's like, well, you made them. I'm like, what? You know, why didn't you tell me that would happen? But anyhow, so, so we, we come, our families are, are, we're surrounded and all these different personalities, it becomes like a zoo, you know, and, and, and so we have to change. We have to adjust. We have to learn about each little individual child that God's entrusted us with and find out what they are and who they are and how God would have us to help form their lives, to train them up and the way they should go. We have to change. We have to grow. Uh, if I'm going to be a good husband and a good father, I had to learn. I had to have God talk to me through his word. And I actually gleaned from other great fathers and great families and people I thought were doing it the right way. And, and so, so uh, and apply that to the word of God. Ultimately, that's what God would have us to do. Isn't that right? And be changing. Praise God. How many men have found yourself doing things that you didn't think men would have? to do raise your hand men i know you're kind of scary right now you know that things are on the line praise the lord oh yeah i raised my boys to be men you know and they were they were you know true boys you know they like guy stuff you know and then they get married i don't even recognize them i'm like you went to what movie and they're wearing clothes i'm like really and i know who dressed them you know it was her. She dressed them, you know? And, and they're just doing things that they know pleases their wives. Isn't that right? So they're changing uh, because they want to bless and love their, their spouses. Now, I had all boys, you know? And so they're doing things, and, and, and I'm just like shaking my hand. I'm like, all right, you know? Praise the Lord, you know? Hallelujah. <laughs> 
I mean, a couple things came out of it. You know, one of my sons, he definitely had an iron deficiency. He didn't know how to use an iron. <laughs> you know? So I thought, well, that's an upgrade. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Apparently, she won't let him go out of the house looking like he slept in his shirt. <laughs> you know, I used to address it like, uh, dude, you know. And he's like, what? I'm like, wrinkles, you know. It's like, hey, no, no big deal. <laughs> He's like, okay, praise the Lord. So there's good changes, isn't there? Some of them are good. <laughs> and, and, and so as, as, we, as we start changing, and, and obviously uh, wives have to do the same. They have to uh, find out who they married. They have to uh, conform and change, you know, and, and to whatever that would mean. And, uh, and, and we have to adjust in order for there not to be a constant war, right? And you start choosing your battles wisely, uh, tell me, gentlemen, I, I like to talk to the gentlemen. Uh, how many of you gentlemen uh, don't even bring up stuff you used to bring up always? You used to bring stuff up and you just don't, it doesn't even cross your mind. Isn't that right? That, that thing right there, you're like, you know what? It's not that big a deal. Yeah. Ladies, how about you? How many of you ladies uh, that, that you used to bring stuff up and you don't even bring it up? You just feel like, you know what? It's just not worth it. You know what I'm saying? It's just not worth it. Why? Well, what happens is you change, you adjust. You change and adjust. Why? Because, because for love. It really, honestly, in the big picture, does it really make that big of a difference? The answer is no. That we are, it's more important that we have peace. It's more important that we walk in love. It's more important that we are able to walk together and, and follow the great instruction book. Amen? And uh, so, so we look into the Word, and uh, we see in, in uh, of course, I'm going to read a few scriptures um, fairly quickly, so you don't necessarily have to turn there. Uh, you can just trust me, it's in the Bible. John 3.16. <laughs> John 3.16. You can look it up later. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 6 through 8 in the message. I love this. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless, to selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. Isn't that something? I mean, the, 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 lady, who, <laughs> the lady who came for healing, you know, for her, her dog, she's like, you know, I, I, even the dogs... Because Jesus said, you're nothing but a dog, you know. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, you know. Now, that would have hurt my feelings. And he just tells her, we don't give this to dogs. But she said, even the dogs. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, though? Uh, one aspect you need to understand is that, that when you're out of covenant, you are like a dog. We were like dogs. Nothing. We weren't even a species. We weren't even a people, the Bible says. No, then it says, but now you are a people, a holy nation. But think about before, though. 
You weren't even a people. And God sent his son. When we have no value, nothing, he came and valued and put a premium on your life. Isn't that amazing how valuable you are, how precious you are, how important you are to God? And so when, when I received this life, when I got born again, I just wanted to know how to please him. What can I do to please him? And I've been using marriage as an illustration, a relationship as an illustration. We do these things and adjust. We change for these people we've married, and we should. We should adjust. We should do whatever we can to dwell with each other and to love each other and to honor each other. And, 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 and in fact, you know, sometimes um, us men, we will think, well, I'm not supposed to change, you know. But literally, the whole premise of your position is like Christ who died for the church. Love your wives as Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. It's the biggest role. And it seems like all the Christianity knows is wives submit. <laughs> yeah, but we submit to Christ. Why? Because of his love. How great his love, his sacrifice for us that he gave himself for us. So it's, it's, it's not hard for us to, to yield and want to please him. When I got saved, I just wanted to please Jesus. I want to do whatever he tells me to do. I want to honor him. I want to serve him. I want to change. And immediately when I was so thrilled and so thankful that I threw my plant over the wall, flushed my drugs and black beauties and cross tops, pink ladies, flushed all that down the toilet because I've been changed and I want to do whatever it takes to love him and, 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 and was afraid of women. Because I, was a, I did not want to hurt my Lord. I did not want to ruin this relationship that I had with him. It changed how I lived and how I walked, how I treated women, how I uh, conducted myself on this earth. It changed how I lived. That's what he's asking of us is to yield to him and change. And, and he doesn't do everything the same for everybody. That's why we can't judge each other. And he dealt with me immediately about um, uh, alcohol. Well, I shouldn't say immediately. A couple weeks later, he dealt with me about alcohol. A couple weeks after that, he dealt with me about chewing Copenhagen. I come from logging country. I mean, the children chew. You put it in your bottle when you're a child. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Women chew. It's nuts. So I was going through a can a day, but I didn't know. I didn't really realize the things that God wanted me to do. I didn't even have a church per se, a church home. I had people that were godly around me. I was going to Bible studies. And I was hungry. But God began to change me and work in me. And he's all about the process. And I loved him, and I wanted to do whatever it was. I didn't want to violate that relationship. And I used, I used marriage as an illustration, and, and we should love our spouses. We should uh, want to bless them and, 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 and to do right for, by them. Isn't that right? Now, I, I've had to make some adjustments, I have to admit, you know, things that Caitlin didn't really appreciate about me and things that, you know, some of them were my favorite things. <laughs> you know, and, 
And, you know, if your wife says that, just frost me. Well, you should probably adjust. Don't be frosting her by any means. <laughs> kind of like the guy who, whose wife, you know, found his underwear in the middle of the floor. And she's, you know, he gets home and she, he, she's looking at him. He's looking at him. She said, are those yours? <laughs> and, and he looked at her and said, well, if they're not, I have a few questions of my own. And she said, that just frosts me. <laughs> Son comes in. He said, what's going on in here, Dad? He says, I don't know. He said, but those are the most powerful underwear in the world because not only did they uh, get frozen, but they also sent your mother up the wall. <laughs> so we have all these, these crazy things going on, the natural in our, our relationships, and, and we make adjustments. My goodness, throw your underwear in the pantry. Praise the Lord. Amen? It's not that hard. Yeah, in the pantry, yeah. You know what that is? That's what we call the, no, not the food pantry. Yeah, the clothes hamper, the hamper. We got to make sure, yeah, you find your underwear in the pantry, you'll be in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, on the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe me. <laughs> yeah, but God is so good. And so we love him, and we make whatever adjustments that he's requiring of us. Isn't that right? And, and uh, this is what D.L. Moody said, Dwight L. Moody. He said, the Bible was not given to just increase our knowledge, but to change our lives. On the other hand, God loves us so much that he, being a loving father, cannot allow us to remain in any condition that would eventually lead to a fruitless or destructive lifestyle. So again, God loves you so much. He loves you just like you are, but loves you too much to leave you in that condition. And so we're changing, and change is here to stay, as uh, Pastor Beebe said. In John 15, 1, this is the King James, says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. This is an interesting word that King James translates husbandman. The Living Bible calls it the gardener, uh, the message, the farmer. New American, the vine grower. New American Standard, the vine dresser. Uh, uh, the expanded version, the tiller of the soil. So God is all in the process. And his uh, grace and mercy and love um, in our life, if we have any sensitivity at all, he's helping us to make adjustments, okay? I started with who you, were in Christ, who you are in Christ, talking about uh, the immediate change uh, of which there is no real uh, significant change in your, in your spirit because of the quality of your spirit having life in it, eternal life, the same life that God has in it, and righteousness. Uh, but, but these changes would be more in the other areas of our life. Isn't that right? Um, uh, you, you can change your body somewhat, isn't that right? The Bible talks about bodily exercise, profits a little bit, isn't that right? Uh, I'm, I'm glad for uh, the ability to exercise, eat correctly, and those kind of things. So we can adjust our body um, uh, somewhat, but, but I can tell you, I don't look the same as when I was 22 years old. How many would agree? Uh, a few years ago, I got on keto and thought, I will see my abs again, you know. And uh, so, so I lost like 40 pounds in four months. And, and it took me about six 
seven, eight months to actually see my abs, though. I mean, I was like working, running, and doing everything I could, and I finally saw them. It was like a drive-by, and I thought, that's great. You know, show me the ice cream. Praise God. You know, so, so uh, I've kind of settled down somewhat, and, and, uh, but, but I'm just telling you that, that our bodies, that the changes are, can be temporary and, and, and very hopeful, but, but we definitely know that one day our bodies will be changed. How many know that? Yeah, that, 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 that we know that when Jesus comes, it says the dead in Christ will rise first, but we which remain will be uh, together, caught up together with the Lord. It says that mortality, which is our bodies are mortal, will put on immortality. So, so literally that, that changing, you know, of our bodies is going to happen. So we, we're, we were immediately changed uh, spiritually when we got born again. We will be changed in the rapture or uh, when we leave our bodies and go to heaven, eventually we will get our glorified bodies. Y'all with me? So, so that is another change. But the other part of our being is being changed. We're in the changing process. And that's what I'm talking about today, is expecting to change and make adjustments. Because uh, you were changed spiritually, right, when you got born again. But getting your mind to change is also a spiritual activity that is connected to the natural. Because it's in the doing, y'all with me? It's in the doing, connected to the supernatural, that we get the changes. And oftentimes there's difficulty in the process. Because uh, if Jesus learned obedience by the things that he suffered, I really honestly don't care much for that scripture. Just to be honest. but Because I, I want to think that, okay, so that was just exclusive. Only Jesus has to learn obedience that way. You think that's true? No. How many knows that many of the changes of life that you've had were not easy? Come on. Okay. So I talked about the natural in my body, uh, keto and working out, you know, sometimes four hours a day. I was determined to have this change go on in my body. It was not easy. People say, oh, yes, on the keto program, you're not hungry. I'm thinking, who's the liar who said that? You know? And uh, I will have to say that your desires do change somewhat. It's a good program. It helped me. But I'm just saying that most of the time, change is not very fun. In fact, if I want to gain muscle mass, guess what I have to do? I have to get up against something that causes ripping and tearing of my muscles so that I can gain muscle mass. And people say, oh, you must love working out. I'm like, no, I don't love working out. I love eating. <laughs> and if I want to look somewhere similar to what I want to look like, I have to work out. And utilize those calories in a way so that they land on my being differently than if I don't. Because I would look like a pear. I promise you, I would look like a pear. I eat good. And I don't eat junk all the time, but I'm just saying, I want to eat. I want to enjoy life, and so I, I conduct myself. So these changes aren't always easy. If, if you eat a certain way, then you're going to have to, to, to train your body to not eat that way if you want to have different results, 
Remember the definition of sanity? That if you think you can do the same thing and have different results, that's the definition of insanity. So to have different results, you got to do something different. So if we want changes in our life, we're going to have to do something different. Praise the Lord. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, I'm just having a great time today. So Ed Cole, Ed Cole was a, uh, a man who did men's ministry. And uh, so I just want to give you a perspective because he's dealing with men, okay? Um, not just picking on men, that was his ministry, okay? So he said this. He said, many men today will change wives, children, businesses, anything rather than change themselves. He said, real men face change and reality. Real men face change and reality. And I know that we have some great men in the room and, and great women of God in the room. But I know that, that, that I could line many of you up and you could testify that you came to the place in your life where you were like, I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my family. And you made the hard choice to make the changes and stop the behavior that was destroying you and your relationship with your wife and your family. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And that's what took place when I got born again. And I knew right when I got saved, I knew that I really need to figure out this thing that I've just entered into before I bring someone else into my life to get myself aligned with the word of God so that I could be what I believe I needed to be to present myself to a woman to bring into my life. And there came a place where the Lord talked to me about it and said, okay, I, you can now, I need you, you know. And I was like, oh, are you sure? You know, so off I went, you know, considering and thinking, you know, I'm going to go and actually hang out with somebody who's potentially that, you know, and it was scary for me because I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to go back to the old me. I did tell the Lord, Lord, when I find her, I need to marry her. You understand, right? And he's like, yes, I do. You know, the Lord understands us. And so I didn't have no long, drawn-out, five-year dating program. He was like, I love you. Will you marry me? <laughs> She's like, yes, I will. It's okay, June, okay? It's like December. <laughs> And we get married. And so, so, so it's, it's important for us to know that change is, is, is what God does. If we're tender plants in the house of the Lord, plants are something that grows, changes, and matures for the fruit to be bore. And after the fruit is bore, we prune it and it gets even bigger and more capable of bearing fruit. The pruning is not comfortable, but it's worthy of, of its process. And that's how God works. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. See where I'm going now. Whew. All right. So we understand that the relationship of the vine, branch, and direct interaction with the Father are vital for producing God-recognized fruit. Only in this divine condition can we bear an increase in fruitfulness. Let's look at Philippians 4.13, which many of you are familiar with, uh, that, uh, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, Amplified Bible, the classic, it says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's 
sufficiency. In Christ's sufficiency. Y'all with me? That means that you are well able to make all the adjustments that you need to make. If you will live from this place right here, you can be the best you that you can be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many are excited about change? Glory to God. Amen. Now, if you're excited for your husband or wife to change, you've missed the point. It's like, I've been waiting for him to change for many years. You know, well, kind of the story like, I like the story about the, uh, the woman who went to her pastor and she said, I'm going to divorce him. He's evil, you know, and, and he said, well, okay, you know, and she went on and on about how come he's just, you know, the meanest and awfulest person that she's ever known and why she needs to leave him. And the, the pastor, he says, okay, I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Uh, this is going to be real good. You're going to get him really good. Here's what you're going to do. For 30 days, you are going to do everything that he would have you to do. You're going to do whatever it is that he desires. You're going to serve him the way he'd want you to serve. And, and when it's all over, when that 30 days is up, then you're going to divorce him and you're really going to get him good. And she goes, oh, oh, that's a great idea. You know, horn, you know. And so he hadn't heard from her in months. He wondered what happened. So he runs into her in the store and he said, so how did that go? She goes, oh, pastor, he became the most amazing human being. I don't even know where he came from. He became so sweet and so loving and so kind. Hello? Who changed? She did. Somebody has to decide to change. Somebody has to decide to rise up and walk in love and be the person that God's called you to be. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so I'm going to talk to you about this word, abide. But in John 15, 5, it says this in the New King James. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. So all of our fruitfulness, all of our changes are going to come and spring from our union with Christ, our, our dwelling in him and his word abiding in us. That word abide is an interesting word because I think a lot of people don't uh, realize the significance of the word, but in the Greek, it's meno, M-E-N-O. It's used 12 times from John 15, 4 to 16 in this, this, own, this one little verse here, in this area, excuse me, these, these verses, and it's translated abide nine times, continue one time, and, and remain two times. It's used 120 times in the New Testament, and uh, once, uh, once, excuse me, and it's used as tarry, abode, dwell, and stand. The definition of abide is to accept or act in accordance with a rule, decision, or recommendation. So we're talking about the word. Do you understand? The word of God. It is the, the umpire, the dictator of our lives. We go to it for every decision and everything we do. In, in uh, uh, synonyms, meaning words that mean the same thing as uh, comply with, obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to, conform to, adhere to, stick to, stand by, act in accordance with, uphold, heed, accept, go along with, acknowledge, respect, defer to. Y'all getting the point? This is the word. All those things apply to the word. 
So we, the word doesn't conform to us. God doesn't change for us. We change to comply with and agree with and flow with him. I'm not going to uh, treat Yvonne in some crazy kind of way uh, because she is a married woman. I am a married man. So all of my actions and interactions with her is a sister. You understand? That's what the scriptures say. Treat all the ladies as uh, sisters and younger as daughters and, and older as mothers. Y'all with me? And so, so that's our conduct. I don't change from that. Glory to God. And Minister Ty is my sister. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, I could be, you know, I've got a few years on her. I could kind of be like a, 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 a semi-father. I don't think that she's ever been able to look at me like that. So we're, she's my sister. <laughs> and she's, she's, she's so funny. I mean, uh, she was in the youth group when she was younger, and, and I've known her forever. And her family, I actually visited her family when she was just a little a little girl, and uh, so, 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 I mean, so I feel like I, I, a protector of her, no matter what role she th- considers me in, I feel like I have a role in her life, a spiritual role um, to protect. Y'all with me? And that's how we should all be. Gentlemen, we have in, in our church, if it ain't your wife, it's your sister or a mother figure, you understand? Even daughters. I have a lot of daughters, and sometimes I call the youth ministry my kids, and, and they're like, well, how many children do you have? I'm like, oh, you know, somewhere it depends on the service, maybe 50, you know, and they're like, what? You know, oh, I'm sorry, not my biological children. And when they come to see me later in life and I see them, I'm like, I feel like my, a child has come. Oh, my goodness. And they're doing well. Amen? And when it comes to my life and talking about change and my conduct, I tell others that have been serving in ministry with me for many years, I tell them, there's too many people watching for you to lose it now. Because they look back at our lives, and it means that this can be lived, that it can be done. You may know some hypocrites, but this ain't one of them. You may be able to find some, but I'm not going to be one. I'm going to do everything I can to live the life that God's called me to live and do people as he would have me to do them. Do you understand? Honoring, respecting, loving. Amen? Hallelujah to Jesus. So how do we do that? Because of the abiding word and it's our director. It's our umpire. It's what we give ourselves over to. When people act crazy in our face, you have a choice. Isn't that right? You can go by the word or you can go in the flesh. You can go direction from your heart or your flesh. You can come from your head. Or you can come from your heart. Praise the Lord. But a soft answer turns away wrath. Isn't that right? Praise the Lord. And there's just not enough Christian hand signals uh, when we're driving. <laughs> right? We're like, you know, that's about it. So we have to walk in love, amen? Keep it together. Years ago, I mean, I've, I've chased somebody who, who just cut me off and flipped me off, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you're like, ah, you know, it just immediately went into the flesh. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're just like, what, is he, what are you doing? I caught myself. I mean, I thought, what are you going to do when you catch him? <laughs> Pastor goes to prison, you know? <laughs> Arrested for beating a man on the freeway. You know, I don't know. I was like, what's wrong with you? You know, you start talking to yourself, talk to yourself out of the flesh. 
Like, what, have you lost your mind? Apparently so. <laughs> so anybody could choose to go in the flesh, isn't that right? And, 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 uh, but the, the older we get and the more we grow in the Lord, it should be not so easy anymore to do that. I mean, those thoughts don't even come to your mind anymore, right? I mean, you went from actually cussing to just cussing in your mind. Uh, people are laughing because they, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. To it not even entering your mind anymore. Amen? So no longer does that come to your mind. And that's just growing. That's changing. Praise God. Those things aren't as easily accessed anymore. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah. I think somebody's getting some help today. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Look at uh, in John 15, 2, in the Amplified, it says, And any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. Praise God. Hallelujah. At my house, I pruned my trees and all the bushes and then fertilized. And, and uh, uh, man, I hadn't fertilized in a while, I guess, because everything just exploded, you know. And, and now there's just branches. You know, it's crazy. I have to get a landscaper or somebody come over there and, and attack the jungle in my backyard now. And that's what happens when we um, are healthy in the Lord. We just begin to flourish and we begin to grow. And uh, I've got little cucumbers growing back there now. And, and uh, some of them are this long. I mean, it's amazing uh, what, what can happen when we're healthy. And God is the vine dresser. And he's able to do his thing because of the abiding word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, um, Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, any man can be changed by faith no matter how he may be fettered. And he says, I know that God's word is sufficient. And so, so we know that no matter how we're changed or what kind of a problem or challenge we're having, uh, that, that we can be changed no matter how uh, much bondage that you've ever been in. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. So um, uh, lastly, I'm going to end with this. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 and this is the Amplified. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, that is, separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose, and may your spirit and soul and body be, be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So God is, is wanting us to be changed wholly and fully and completely, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. And uh, he wants to take us to the next level. Our prayer should that every day be that I, I'm not going to be what I used to be. I'm not going to live the same thing over and over and over again. I don't want to live in mediocrity or complacency. I want to live in the victory upon victory, going from glory to glory in the image of, of the Son of God. That means from one glorious situation to the next glorious situation. And I really believe that when we get in our circumstances and situations of life and we bring Him into them, they become glorious. Amen? And then you move to the next one. Amen. And so God has got a great plan for each and every one of you. I know that change is inevitable. And uh, though, however uh, painful it might be, ask God what it is that he would have you to adjust. Um, and he will help you with that and reveal to you what areas of your life that you have to adjust. But as, as the abiding word is his